Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This is NBA Today, hosted by Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles. Coming up on NBA Today, Joel Embiid got candid about Ben Simmons when we sat down. And did Daryl Morey hint when Harden will debut for Philly? Plus, what is going on with Zion? What CJ McCollum's getting to the bottom of and other huge second half storylines to watch for. Also, the legend herself, Sue Bird, joins the show live in a matter of minutes. We've got you more than covered. NBA Today starts right now. It is great to be back in L.A. I'm Malika Andrews alongside State Farm actor extraordinaire J.J. Redick. And, of course, we also have Matt Barnes and Zach Lobo. We're going to jump right in, gentlemen. We have a lot to get to. Might as well start with a laugh because take a listen to this great moment from behind the scenes at All-Star Weekend. James Harden, can you go a little bit to your left? All right, so Daryl Morey took to Twitter to respond to this video by simply saying, find out Friday at the Timberwolves, hinting rather overtly that James Harden may make his Sixers debut Friday night versus Minnesota. So you know that Steph Curry gift, get your popcorn ready. That's what all of us should be doing. But Zach, I want to start with you here. What are your expectations for Harden's debut? First of all, the Timberwolves didn't ask to catch any strays in this whole thing. Leave the Timberwolves alone. Second of all, I expect James Harden to suddenly look really healthy and really <laughs> happy to play basketball. The hamstring might still be bothering him, but I'm betting he's going to gut it out and look pretty good. And I'm betting he's going to play a lot like he did when he first got to Brooklyn. And everyone said, well, oh my God, all James Harden wants to do is dribble the ball. How is this going to work? And he came in and said, hey, I'm perfectly fine being the point guard. I'll do my thing sometimes, but I'm going to meet you guys halfway. I think he's going to meet Joel Embiid halfway. It's obviously going to be interesting to see how they mesh James's pick and roll and isolation game with Joel's post-up game. But I expect James to come out and play almost deferentially to a fault, at least when he's on the floor with Embiid and fit right in to what should be a really dynamic offense. JJ, what do you think? I know Zach is joking, but James James has clearly been hurt for almost a year now. His hamstring's been bothering him. I, my expectations for him right away are, are actually fairly low. I, I, I think this is more about getting him healthy. I don't know if he'll have a minutes restriction or anything like that, but for me, I want to see the, the explosive James Harden that we saw prior to his hamstring injury last year. Uh, and, and we're going to talk later on in the show about uh, the, the how Joel and, and, and James can coexist. Yeah. But the, the thing I want to say is, like, this is Joel Embiid's team. He is the MVP. He is the most dominant force in basketball. So 
that to me is the most intriguing thing about this team is how those guys are going to coexist. Matt, how quickly do you see this clicking? I think this may take a second. And again, they have, you know, a little bit over 20 games to kind of figure it out. But anytime, I think we've seen that you can't just plug superstars in and expect it to be dynamic chemistry right away. Again, it'll be interesting. This arguably is the best duo in the game, but Joel's been, well, again, we're going to get into it later. Joel's a big popper. James is, the big, James is big on rolling to the basket mm. and throwing lobs. So, again, I think the most important thing here is finding that chemistry, but they have plenty of time to do it. And, again, not very high expectations. But we all know when James Harden is happy and wants to play, he's one of the best players in the world. I don't know. They might have some sky-high expectations, but we're going to get into all that more later in the show. Let's move on to the other side of the coin of this trade, Brooklyn. Naturally, folks listened in when Kyrie Irving took to Twitch yesterday. So here's what he had to say. I'm just saying, just watch, just watch our squad after the break. Like, just watch, just watch. This is great downtime right now before things start getting going again. And there's like 20 some odd games left, but tell me, uh, watch, just watch. Just watch. All right, Kyrie with some big words there, setting the bar and teasing what's to come. So JJ, does your confidence in the Nets coming together quickly match Kyrie's confidence? It absolutely does. And, and this is obviously health dependent, Kyrie availability dependent. But I said this when they made the trade. I think the fit with Ben Simmons is fantastic. Looking down the line to the playoffs, who's guarding Giannis, who's guarding Joel Embiid, uh, that's probably the biggest question mark in terms of having some interior size. I know Drummond's going to try to do the job, but historically Joel has, has eviscerated him. Um, but look, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in on the Nets. I, th I think it's bizarre, by the way, that they are currently sitting in eighth place and yet have the highest odds, along with the Bucks, <laughs> yeah. of winning the Eastern Conference. I, I don't know that that has ever happened before. They were on the other side of the All-Star break, and they are still the favorites, betting-wise, uh, in the Eastern Conference, and they're in eighth place. But it sounds like you're still willing, maybe, to put your money on them. Zach, what do you think? I think we're going to learn a lot in these next six or seven games, and a lot of it, like JJ said, there's just a lot of mystery about this team. On paper, I think the fit is awesome. Ben Simmons, Kevin Durant, and a lot of shooting. Sign me up for that. But when is Kyrie going to be able to play all the games, if ever? When is Durant coming back? When is Simmons playing? Their next six or seven games are like Boston, Milwaukee, Miami, Toronto, Milwaukee again. If they fall too far behind the eight ball coming up after the All-Star break, this conversation is going to shift from, wait, how are they Vegas favorites to, are they even going to make the playoffs? So I can't wait to see this team at full force with their full roster, but they kind of need it soon because the schedule ain't easy. Exactly. The schedule isn't easy, and Kyrie Irving, as we just saw, is only available to play in eight of their remaining games. But... Kyrie and Kevin Durant are no stranger to that trying to build quick chemistry, Matt. What do you see for them? Strength of schedule is eight, uh, uh, 11th in remaining games, and, and we're forgetting how good of a player Kevin Durant is. Uh, he, although he's been healing, he's also been resting. Since he's returned from his Achilles, he's been playing minutes as if he never was hurt. Mm. You know what I mean? So although he's been healing from an injury, he's also getting able to rest his legs. So, again, similar to Philly, seeing how these pieces fit, but I think they will fit. And from a team that went to not having very much depth to having so much depth after the trade deadline they definitely won to me in the trade as far as the depth goes and how being able to surround these guys with good parts again adding Goran Drogic as a, as a, as a safety blanket yep. depending on what the Kyrie situation is and even
even if Kyrie is there, still a solid veteran to have. I'm very confident in them. And as JJ said, it's crazy to think they're in the A spot and they're still favored to come out of the East. Well, and as Ramona Shelburne said, Ben Simmons is expected to continue to ramp up. She reported that on the show yesterday, and it's going to be a matter of weeks, not months, which is a good thing for them because there's only a couple of weeks left in the regular season. Yeah, we have plenty I, I was going to say, Malika, yep. Malika, I was going to say, by the way, I was hoping that it would be days or weeks and not months because <laughs> yeah. we're running out of season here. TikTok, that's all I'm saying. All right, plenty more Nets and Sixers talks coming up. You're going to want to stick around on this show to hear what Joel Embiid said about his former teammate Ben Simmons. My sit-down with him from all our weekend is just about 20 minutes away. I mean, where do I begin? It's been everything. It's giving me every experience I could ask for. It's giving me amazing friends, amazing times. Try to put on a good show always. These fans are going to make me cry in about two seconds. The fact that I've been able to do it in different decades with the same franchise. Not many people can say that. No, not many people can. We have a legend joining us today. She's a four-time WNBA champion and a five-time Olympic gold medalist. I'm honored to be joined by Sue Bird. Sue, thank you so much for joining us here on NBA Today. Of course, Malika. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you. All right. You officially re-signed Friday with the Seattle Storm, your only WNBA team. And in your preparation for your record 19th and possibly final season, what, what's making <laughs> you feel sentimental? Is it the first last first game? Is it your last matchup against your friend Diana, your final home game? What is it? Oh, I'm not thinking about that. I can't. I can't. That's too much. Um, to be honest, the, you know, the clip you guys showed where the fans were chanting one more year, that has been on replay. So mm. the days where I don't want to work out or I'm not in the mood, I'm like, well, dang, they chanted one more year. So I got to pull this off. Well, <laughs> they chanted one more year and, and they're so loyal to you because you've been loyal to them. You spent your whole career in Seattle and have a chance to go after another championship with Stewie and Jewel Lloyd. So and also in a brand new arena, right? So what is it about this team and this franchise that willed you back for another go round? I think a combination of things, um, the fans, you know, realizing that it could have been my last year, asking for one more, knowing we have such an amazing group. You mentioned Stewie and Jewel. Um, our roster has proven that we can win championships and that's what it's all about. And that's what it's been about here for me in Seattle. Um, that relationship between the fans, my teammates trying to win those journeys. Um, you know, I'm really looking forward to it. The fact that we have, uh, like I said, the squad back, it's, it's a good thing. And, and I think we can make some noise. Yeah, and we're excited to watch you make that noise. And, and, and Sue, I know we're here to talk about you today and the WNBA and your career, of course. But I'd be remiss not to bring up the breaking news from this morning about players from the United States women's national team settling their class action equal pay lawsuit against the U.S. Soccer Federation for $24 million. And this fight is close to you. Your partner, Megan Rapinoe, is one of the players involved in this settlement. So how do you view the progress that's being made across women's sports? I think Megan said it best. Um, when they win in this particular scenario, everyone wins. Mm. Um, we're learning from them. They've been the trendsetters, the trailblazers in this fight for equal pay. But we're all learning, like I said, and you're seeing it trickle into other areas and not just sports, not just sports. I think a lot of women across the country, no matter what field they're in, are going to learn from this, are going to be able to use this in their own fight. And it's also for the next generation. Megan said that as well, and, and, and I'm a firm believer. A lot of what we're doing now 
in the world of women's sports. It might not impact us directly. We might not be the beneficiaries, but the next generation won't have to fight. And that's what it's all about. What, what's your message to that next generation who, who may not have to fight the way you all have had to, but still will have their own battles that they're going to be facing? Yeah, I think you can always learn from the generations before you. Clearly, we didn't get here without help from earlier generations. We're standing on their shoulders. And so you just want to honor that, understand that you have the opportunity to, to, to fight these fights because of them, but also push that needle forward. Like, mm. don't be satisfied. I think our generation, my generation, we kind of were just thankful to have the opportunities. And what I love seeing about these younger players, they're not just happy to be here. They want more. So I hopefully continue to see that. Absolutely. And we, we stand on the shoulders of giants, whether that is giants in my profession, like Robin Roberts, or giants in your profession. And you, Sue, you, you are a giant. Thank you so much for joining us here on NBA Today. <laughs> All right, Subert yeah, has thanks scored. For me. I appreciate it. <laughs> Absolutely, Subert has scored or assisted on. Get this: twenty-seven point six percent of every basket scored in Seattle Storm history. That includes four seasons she didn't even play with the team. Now let's talk about the play of the week: the pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play, and boom. Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Still ahead, Joel Embiid gets candid on what he did to try to salvage the Simmons situation prior to the trade. Do not miss that. Plus, might Joel find himself in our top of the tops in the first half of the season? The absolute best plays and moments. That's coming up in just a bit. And you're going to want to hear J.J. Reddick's thoughts on a developing situation in New Orleans. All things Zion. A lot to unpack. Stay tuned. Welcome back to NBA Today. Let me sit up straight. His confidence is just going off the roof. His overall, you know, entire game is just improved. He's been doing an unbelievable job, and he's, he's only going to continue to get better. At the end of the day, I have one goal, and that's to win. Tipped by Bible, he throws it ahead to Maxi. The Sixers are going to win. Maxi lays it in. Oh, man. Overtime winner. No, tonight, I, I just wanted to get the win and put the world on notice as well. Tyrese Maxey is having a breakout year. He's doubled his production in points, assists, and rebounds, and he's shooting 39% from three after shooting 30% his rookie season. And just hours after helping the 76ers get one of their biggest wins of the season, we're joined by rising star Tyrese Maxey. Welcome yeah. to NBA Today. Thank Texas you. Thanks Thank so you. much for being here. Yes, fellow Texan with Perk. Oh, All right. I do want to start with the impact, though, that you have had on this team because I remember talking to Doc Rivers earlier in the season and he told me that after last year's playoff loss, essentially you came to him and said, how can I be better? How can I make more of an impact? What did he say to you, and why did your play in that series stick with you so much against the Hawks? Yeah, I mean, he had been saying the entire year that, um, you know, I had an up and down. I was in, out, in and out the rotation, but he kept telling me, like, uh, you're going to help us win the playoff game. You're going to help us win the playoff game. And uh, at the time, I didn't understand what he meant. I'm mm -hmm. like, I, don't, I barely play. Like, how am I going to help us win the playoff game? But, um, you know, it, 
it really just it really boosted my confidence as soon as like he started letting me play a little bit more play a little bit freer and uh you know it, it was really really good success for me well i have to ask you since you were here it's been just eight days since the trade that brought james harden to philadelphia what have your early conversations with him been like and how have you did you find out about the trade going down yeah i mean coach coach doc canceled practice uh, like it was, it was, I had a scheduled practice for like 11 o'clock. He canceled it, so I was in the car with my mom going home. She was in town, and uh, I kept saying, I, "I feel like something's gonna happen." I just felt it like in the air. It, it was just like I was like, "Mom, something's gonna happen." And then it, it came across my Twitter timeline. Mm. Like as I'm scrolling, just freely just scrolling, on, and I'm like, "Oh snap!" <laughs> <laughs> like, well, it really happened. She was like, "You said it was gonna happen." Like, oh, I didn't know. <laughs> Janae uh, got up out her seat I when did. it happened. We really? were on air, and I she's did. like, I, I need to stand up right now. <laughs> Something definitely did happen. And your new teammate, James Harden, he did not wait long to praise you. He said he respects your overall game, your aggressive mindset. What did that mean to you to hear what he said? Yeah, I mean, that, that's a former MVP. And uh, I really appreciate him. I feel like I, I've known him for a long time. I've only known him for a couple of days. Uh, but he's been in my ear lately, uh, just being myself, being aggressive. Uh, last night in, uh, in the game, I think I was, he felt like I was being passive early. And uh, he pulled me to the side in the timeout and said, go be yourself. And you know, I tried to do that, and uh, it ultimately helped us win the game. What you got, Big Perk? Man, for my Texas boy, so Sam Cassell, right, he's my OG, the big homie. We won the championship together, and he's always talking about you. He's always texting, saying how hard you work, and he, he thinks very, very highly of you. I want to know what type of impact he's had on you for as your mental, you know, your growth, making sure you stay focused and, and your development of your game. Oh, yeah, uh, Sam has been great, and uh, I call him OG as well. Oh. And, uh, and uh, he, he's just really been in my ear as, as soon as I got drafted. Uh, he called me and said, he said, I'm going to be your guy, and you know, we're going we're gonna to do this together. And uh, he's just mentorship, like you said. Uh, he has three championship rings, so, you know, when he says something, I listen. Well, facts, facts. It's <laughs> <laughs> a fact. When, when Sam talks, you get very listen. <laughs> you very listen. You have a choice. You have yeah. a choice. <laughs> listen, Sam, 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 Sam will grab you. He's like, yeah, he still your, grab me. Yeah, he still gets your attention. Uh, no, my question for, for you is that, you know, the way Ben Simmons dominates the ball is very different than the way James Harden mm. dominates the ball. And the way you have been playing this year with being one of the primary ball handlers, now James is a, is a, is a heavy ball handler and he gets other people involved. Have you ever st started thinking about like what aspects of your game you got to tweak and adjust to continue having the same impact that you're having now? Right. So uh, this offseason, one thing that I, I, I really toned in and working in is because uh, playing with guys like Joel and Tobias and, you know, thought I was going to play with Ben, you never know. Uh, but now playing with James, I knew I was going to have to uh, hit, catch, and shoot open threes. Yeah. Because the opportunity presents itself very, very often, especially because Joel has doubled, tripled every single night. And now with James, he's going to be drawing doubles and triples like, you know, also. So to be able to knock down open shots, that's one of my biggest goals. Okay. Last thing before we let you go, just watching your game, the step forward that you've taken. You're a rising star this year. Congratulations on that. Thank you. What is the ceiling for this Philadelphia team? Um, I mean, I, I think uh, a window has opened. A window has opened, and uh, and we'll go back to what Coach Doc says. You know, a lot of his his saying stick stick with smart me. move. <laughs> a lot of his saying stick with me. And last year he said something that I think will stick with me my entire career, which was um, he said, "You never know how many." good teams and contending teams you'll be on. Mm. Mm. And he was like, uh, you know, he went out around, around the room and just named like Tobias, you're 28 or 29, however old it is, and Joel, you're 26, Tyrese, you're 21. Uh, you never know how long, you know, the window is. Right. So you have to take advantage of every opportunity. And I think that just stick, that stuck with me and I'll be 
And I remember that Doc's my entire career. giving the same advice. <laughs> uh, God done. Hey, man. It, it works. It works. It works. It works. It works. You got to share He's trying to get what you got, I'm baby. Telling, right? I'm telling them to listen. We're That's the my text There is nothing yeah. wrong with that. That might Tyrese be the only Maxie. way, only time you want to be like Perk. That's the only <laughs> time. <laughs> only only time. time. Only time. Only time. Hey, Texas. Stand Thank up. you. Yeah, Let's go. Yeah, my goodness. I don't know. I've, I've seen Perk be pretty fly a couple of times. A couple of times. He switched it up with the don't, don't, don't take advice don't from take Richard. Advice. Tyrese yeah. Maxey, thank don't, you so much for joining us here on NBA Today. Still ahead on our show, I'll ask our panel who they think will be all the talk coming out of All-Star Weekend. Hmm, who might that be? Plus, might one of these guys be the names? Because Fred Van Vliet, he's in Sunday's game, the three-point shootout, and he's on our show. That's live Ooh. next. And with one half of the season in the books we look back at the best plays so far this season and trust me you will not want to miss that NBA today live from Cleveland we roll on after the break don't go anywhere this podcast is proud to be supported by Jets pizza the number one pick in Detroit style pizza why it's simple Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. You're watching NBA Today. Magic Johnson is known for being the brightest light of the five-time champion Showtime Lakers. And since the end of his playing days, Magic has been a champion for minority-owned businesses. Magic helped to fund nearly $100 million in small business loans directly to minority-owned businesses who were impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. Welcome back to Cleveland. Have I mentioned it's like 20 degrees here today? And uh, I think Steph Curry, he might have seen the forecast because he took a look and then he tweeted back to the birth state. Cleveland, here we come. But I don't know how to pack for this weather, though. Help us too, Steph. Us too. I went with a sleeping bag with sleeves for a coat. <laughs> but let's go coast to coast. You used to live in the cold. I know, and I lost my skin for that real quick. All right, let's start with the Heat, who beat the Hornets in double overtime, balanced a behind a offensive attack. Miami had five players with at least 15 points. So, Richard, is Miami going to have the home court advantage when the playoffs begin? Uh, they're going to have home court advantage. Will they be number one? I think so. I think at the end of the day, when you get to the end of the season, this team is they are healthy, they're moving in the right direction, they're all locked in. I think they're going to be just Consistent. fine. Well, any team that is coached by Eric Spolstra always has a shot and those Miami Heat the, the what do you say the goons from Dade County goons from Dade County they are playing tough this season <laughs> all right up, bro. we're going on to the Wizards who beat the Nets without any of their stars in a home game they entered the fourth quarter tied but then Washington outscored Brooklyn by 14 in the final frame so Chanae better win for the Wizards or worse loss for Brooklyn shout out you know the Wizards for getting a win but I know none of the big three the new big three of Brooklyn played but you know what I don't think we have many opportunities to put a highlight on. Rui Hachimura had a big game. My the bench God. led the way. You like Rui? 65 points from the bench. Most in a game this season. 
And here he goes. Yeah. Go from three. Oh, All yeah. Right. Bradley loves it. Yep. Let's Ooh. get it over to the Clippers because Pat Bev, he cheered on his former team who blew out the Rockets by 31. But look at this. The highlight of the night came from Reggie Jackson. Oh, he just yeah. crossed over oh. two defenders at the same time. Oh, Kirk, by have the you pool, ever kids. seen that before? I don't think so. That was, yeah. that was bullying. Y'all know, yeah, know what they called him in the locker room, but, huh? Reggie Hot Sauce Jackson. Don't oh. get me why they call him Hot Sauce, but it was a lot of sauce on it. I hate to be that guy, but he missed really? the shot. Well, of course he missed the shot. He missed the shot. I'm sorry. But they still got this the isn't a participation though. league, y'all. They got you the know bucket, what it, You know what it is? They got the win. All right. Lastly, the Mavs, they beat the Pelicans behind Luka Doncic's 30, excuse me, 49 points and 15 rebounds. It was Luka's third 45-point game Jeez. this month alone, while the rest <laughs> of the league only has two such games. So even his coach was in awe. And Luka set the tone early and often. Um, we can sit here and talk about him all day. I mean, the things that he does on the court for himself, for his teammates, um, is is incredible. Sometimes you know it's different when you play in away games. You know, first they they're booing and then they're like amazed. I think we've used every noun adjective to describe his game, and he just gets better when the when the stage is big and uh, he delivered again. Something in, it must be the gumbo. <laughs> It must be the gumbo. All right. Luca is leading the league in scoring this month with over 36 points per game. He's also averaging over 10 rebounds and nine assists in that span. So his good play is leading the Mavs to wins. They're six and two in the month of February. All right. So it's safe to say that Luca's in the zone right now. But my question to the panel, starting with you, Richard, is that that trade of Chris Stapp's Porzingis, did that unlock Luca's full potential? And if so, why? No, I don't think it unlocked him. <laughs> Kristoff wasn't even playing. I, was, like, I don't think that had an impact. He was in and out of the lineup, but that's not a knock. Like when a guy gets injured, your team is forced to adjust around. But he had had plenty of games without him on that roster. I think Luca, in my opinion, is finally in the type of shape that yep. he needs to be in. Coming off the Olympics, Everybody was saying all the conversation. He admitted that, and look, as young players, as a 22-year-old, it might take time to understand your body and how you need to train. Right now, even the game that we did a couple of weeks ago, he had two dunks. He's going at people. And now he's in February, and he's starting to lock in and look like the Luka that we expect. That was the game where the rim broke, right? Yes. Luka did that as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he shouted out my TikTok. So me and Luka oh, are gosh, good. Let's I'm not locked talk in. about your TikTok. I am locked in But I do think that, you know, the trade actually was interesting because he, since that point the four games since then has had the highest usage in the NBA because they know he's the number one option and so I look at this you know his play I mean what was it 41 51 45 21 49 look it's the same thing it's the same argument with Joel Embiid when you know you're the number one option your whole team can adjust around you I think people know that in Philly people know that in Dallas so yeah this is the Luka that we have all been waiting for and we know as older players it takes you a couple games to play into your shape it just took, it took Luka a little bit longer right but dog, this, you, go ahead this, this team but this team has moved into fifth in the West because of what they've done defensively yes. over the last month plus. Luka got in shape, and now he's not a great defender, but he does know their schemes. Mm-hmm. Like, that's progress there, and he can get reflect, deflections, his hands. But what they've done defensively, especially, you talk to people in Dallas and, and teams who are playing against them is, you know, they don't let teams isolate their worst defenders. Their team defense has been really good, and that's what's elevated this team. Sure. And listen, I think Luka Doncic, since the day he's got there, everybody knows he's the guy there. And this is a team that I think Zach Lowe in the preseason kept talking about. <laughs> this is the team that maybe could make a run in the West. And 
I wasn't so sure of that, but you look at the, the way they have defended that's a little bit mm-hmm. like in Chicago when they made all those deals and you go, we know we'll be able to score the ball. Yep. We're not so sure how we'll be defensively. Chicago's been elite, and Dallas is becoming elite defensively. Well, what, real quick, me and Sinead just looked at the standings. Dallas and Philly have the exact same record. They have the same amount of wins. So before we start crowning Joel Embiid MVP because he's been putting up these historic numbers, we've just seen what Luka is doing. 40 and 15, this, done it twice this month. Like, he is playing at another level. If he continues playing like this, before we start saying, oh, Philly's number one. In the, look, they got the same record. So if they're both dominating the same way, I think maybe this race can get a little bit closer than people think. Nobody even arguing that. But here's, here's the thing, bro. You so far off your game today <laughs> for the simple fact that at the world knew that Prozingas and Luca didn't get along. I knew that. Okay, too. okay, so you you knew that. Okay. You knew that. You you and Jay Kidd are tight. Everybody know that, right? And so for you to come up here and say that that didn't have an effect on the way that he's playing right now, dropping forty nine last night. You know what? He was he's, historically he, out of shape to can, start the I, season, listen, bro. Like, I, what are you talking? I, about? Yeah, finish I your, finish, your BS, homie. <laughs> Can I finish? First thing first is, is that he's playing with such joy. Mm. It's a different type of joy now that he's removed from the locker room. I could take you to another uh, example. When you look at the Celtics, they remove Dennis Schroeder. It's a certain type of joy that Daniel Tice Bought to the locker room. You've been on multiple teams. You know how I feel when they have a guy. Can they remove you from this locker room? <laughs> <laughs> For what? For what? I mean, I hey, just, no. so, so Okay, so For his what? conditioning has nothing to do. I didn't say that. But what I'm saying, address the part that I'm saying. Okay, that's cool. But for you to act like that, I think it's both, not though. I think it's both, right? It's, it he, knows, he knows that this is his squad. He doesn't have to deal with whatever the issues might have been. And then also he improved, you know, with his conditioning. Bro, like, like, oh, but like I'm going to let Richard sit over here. If it was Gumbo, I'm going to let Richard sit over here, combing his eyebrows with his fingers and think about this because still ahead on NBA Today, what a season we've had so far. We've had ridiculous buzzer beaters. We've had poster dunks. We've had absurd passes. Top plays of this season so far when we return on NBA Today live from Cleveland. You're watching NBA Today. Fred Van Vliet is the epitome of an all-star. Bucket! Fred's taking the game and put it in his back pocket. Freddy Logo! We'll see you in Cleveland! Shout out to Fred Van Vliet, my young buck. All-star. Just proud, humbled, and honored to be recognized like that. It's a special moment for me and my family. Fred Van Vliet is averaging a career high in points, rebounds, assists, and three-pointers made this season. He's also leading the league in minutes at more than 38 per game. Woo, baby. All right, joined now by first-time All-Star and just the fourth undrafted player in the modern era to ever be selected as an all-star thank you so much for coming on nba today absolutely all right whether maybe it's your children or whether it's your teammates or whether maybe it's people who are coming up playing the game watching and watching you be selected as an all-star as an undrafted player what do you hope that shows those folks uh just to believe in yourself just to believe in yourself um put the work in you know it can't happen it's definitely a lot harder you know to take that path that i've had to take 
um, you know, different challenges and things like that, but it's possible. So don't let anybody else define who you want to be. Well, sometimes the path of most resistance is also the path that's most rewarding. But you said recently that while you and Kyle Lowry were super close, you weren't sure you could fully unlock all of your potential when you guys were on the floor together as teammates. What has happened since he has left? Well, just more opportunity. You know, Kyle is such a dominant guy and just a dominant force and, um, you know, one of the best point guards in the NBA for a long time now. So um, with him leaving, has left a lot of responsibility, a lot of opportunity, and I just try to step up and improve each year, and I've been able to do that so far. Well, and you certainly have stepped into those shoes, Janae. And this stat was so nice. We have to say it twice. You lead the league in minutes per game right now, around 38 minutes a game. And I know some of your starters on your squad in Toronto also are in that category. <laughs> How has that impacted you and your game in this resurgence so far this season? Uh, it just allows you to be on the floor more, so it's a different approach to the game. You know, knowing your rotations, knowing when you're coming in and out. Um, definitely a lot more workload and, and on a nightly basis having to do a lot to perform for the team. But that's the situation we're in this year, and I think the ones that are playing, we're just embracing the challenge. Well, Fred, hey, look, congratulations, man. I'm telling you, your story is inspiring. I love it. I have two sons play AAU basketball, and I always tell them it's about the marathon and not the sprint. So congratulations to you and making a you know a great example to the youth. But I want to ask you this about your rookie, Scotty Barnes. Uh, what do you think his ceiling is, his potential, um, and, and, and how is he in the locker room for us gravitating towards you being the leader and things to that nature? Yeah. I don't he doesn't really have a ceiling to be honest with you like he because you got to think he could start on your center he could start at center for us one night and then he could start at point guard for us the next night he's guarding fives he's bringing the ball up he's initiating offense he's knocking down threes he can do it all and he just got a great spirit for the game a great energy he's got a star personality so I'm excited to see, you know, how he, how he pans out. Absolutely. So, so my question is more, I, I want you to talk to the young fellas in this league. And, you know, you're getting to that veteran status. <laughs> not happen. It happens quick, though, doesn't it? Ooh, but man. listen, you, because your story is so great. For you to be, you know, to win a, a G League championship, then go up and win a championship, and now you're one of the few, you know, non-drafted players to ever make an All-Star game. What is it that still wakes you up and motivates you every single day, knowing what you've already accomplished in your early part of your career? I just want to be great. I know never set out, you know, with super like goals in this. I just wanted to be great and I always want to continue to get better. So there was no checkpoint that I reached that I was like, oh, I'm done. So when I made it to the league, I wanted to do more. When I won a championship, I want to win another one. And I'm an all-star. I want to not be a one-time all-star. Mm -hmm. So it's like just finding that ambition and, and not being satisfied with what you got because we do live a good life and things are good and, you know, we're spoiled and pampered, but it's always more out there and, you know, I just try to stay hungry. Before we let you go, you said a championship. You want to win another one. This Raptors team lately, you guys have been turning some heads. I know you went on Draymond Green's podcast and talked about the last time you won a championship. You talked about the shot. You talked about feeling like you guys were the better team in the finals. So I know you have honest assessments of yourself and your team. As you're looking around this season, what are you seeing as your guys' potential here? Oh, I think we just got to get in. We just got to get in, and then, you know, anything can happen there, especially how the league is now. It's three, four, maybe five teams that will be sad if they don't win a championship, and everybody else is, is on the outside looking in. So we get in, you're an ankle sprain away or a COVID test away from winning a couple <laughs> games now, and anything, right. anything can happen. That's so real. Absolutely. There's not too many juggernauts in the NBA anymore, and I feel like if we, if we get in with a good position, 
we could do some damage. Well, and then it's going to be you that's going to hit the shot that's going to bounce around the rim this year, right? Let's do it. All right, let's do it. Fred Van Vliet, thank you so much for coming on NBA Today. Really appreciate it. All right, still to come, Ben Simmons is closer and closer to making his Nets debut. What has the NBA learned about how Ben's unique situation played out this season? That's next as NBA Today continues live from Cleveland. Welcome back to NBA Today. Ladies and gentlemen, please direct your attention to the court and welcome the 50 greatest NBA players of all time. It'd be a hell of a note to try to pick out a team. Who's it going to be to start in time on that group? I wore my glasses and was hoping you wouldn't recognize me. This is history. This, and that's what it's all about. When you're part of the NBA family, it's so special. These are all the players who I've been lucky enough to, to play with and then dream about. An unbelievable honor and privilege. I'm thrilled to death. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Those were the sights and sounds from NBA All-Star 1997, exactly 25 years ago, and also in Cleveland, Ohio. So, it's Friday of All-Star Weekend, and we are at a pivotal point in the season, post-trade deadline, and looking ahead to the playoffs, which are just under two months away. So, to help us assess the state of the league as we celebrate NBA 75, I now welcome in the NBA's President of League Operations and a Cleveland native, Byron Spoil. Thank you so much for being on NBA Today. Absolutely. Thank you for How having me. How does it feel to be home in Cleveland. Um, I'm I'm excited about what's about to happen uh, over the next few days, but also very grateful to just the people who've been on my journey. I got to tell you just a quick one. My dad used to bring me to the old municipal stadium. Oh yeah. For the Browns. Yeah. Big fan. And so this is a surreal moment 40 plus years later to be here on NBA TV and today be, to talk to talk hoops with and, you. And to, to to be, talk hoops. Yeah, we're yeah, coming yeah. from the Brown Stadium. Yeah. So I, I do want to start with the biggest news from the trade deadline, the blockbuster trade with yeah. Ben Simmons and James Harden. Yeah. How does it feel just to have that entire saga behind you from a league perspective? Well, we're, we're happy in terms of the players finding a great fit and then the teams also finding what they needed in terms of the whole process going through the trade deadline. So exciting for all teams during that time and the transactions that happen. But frankly, now teams can move on. They can really focus on positioning themselves for the, the back end of the regular season, the play-in, right? It's going to be very interesting this year how that's yeah. going to all play out. Uh, so the play-in, the playoffs, and then the finals. So I think we're good in terms of where the game of basketball is, the exciting races that are about to happen, and how that's going to play out for not just those teams, Brooklyn and Philly, but all the teams in the league. Absolutely. And yeah. then the last time that we spoke, we talked about the new Wilson brand basketball as the right. league started this year, as well as the rule changes. So how do players feel and how are they adjusting now that we've been in it for a while to both of those things? Yeah, I'd say on both, uh, you know, in the non-basketball moves, we've seen it progress very nicely just from like seven per game to four to three, now one and a half per game in the current state of the game. And so players and officials have adjusted really well to the non-basketball moves. On the ball, we also just went through an iterative process. And so... Kyle Lowry, Chris Paul, yep. 
CJ McCollum, Dwight Powell, all part of the competition committee, also gave us a lot of input and feedback, along with other players, Absolutely. to make sure that we were getting the ball right. And Wilson's been a great partner, and so you don't hear much about it anymore. They're just playing ball. Absolutely. Here with the president of the league's basketball operations, Byron Sparrell. So now to look ahead, what are you most excited about that the NBA is currently working on? I'd say two things. In the immediate All-Star weekend, mm. and even some of the new format and new elements that we're putting into place, the so rising stars even tonight, yes. we've got the... 50 semifinal games, the 50-point semifinal games, and the 25 for the 75 mm. and, and honoring the 75th anniversary. So new element there for Rising Stars, although the target score has been in place now for a few seasons uh, and All-Stars going back to Chicago. So we're excited to have that for the All-Star game, too. Other elements as well. Longer term, we're really excited about something that's on the professional side, Malika. Yep. And that's the Future Basketball Operations Stars program, mm. which is really targeting diverse talent, bringing them into the league office, from an internship perspective, getting them out the teams and really trying to grow that next generation of players. But at the end of the day, we're here to inspire the global organization, the NBA family around the game of basketball. So inspire Absolutely. and connect people through the game. And that starts here in yep. All-Star Weekend right now. Byron Sparrow, president of League it. Basketball Operations. Thank you so very much for joining us here on NBA Today. Thank you. Really appreciate it. All right, so the storyline of the first half of the season was no doubt the trade heard around the world. But let's not forget, there's been some frenzied action on the court, too. So let's take a look back at some of the absolute creme de la creme, the best of the best plays from the first half of the season. He's back! Play three. Yes, sir! It's just purity. I did not know I was going to dunk on somebody for a few When you're in that zone, the basket seems as big as this arena. That's a hell of a film. Anytime I've been late to some of the greats, I've always just been in awe. Step up to the gate, go ahead, step up to the gate. Guaranteed to make you fall like it's September 28th. Do the Iverson crossover, you might just get tossed over. I'm out of here! You've got to make that! Oh my goodness! Crank goes down. So here are the favorites to win the title this year, according to Caesars Sportsbook. The Suns, Warriors, Nets, and Bucks are the top four, but you can see their odds entering the season. They're pretty different. 
So on February 26th, NBA Saturday primetime returns. Kyrie leads the Nets into Milwaukee to take on Giannis, and the Bucks. Our coverage begins with NBA Countdown at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific on ABC and the ESPN app. And with so many storylines to keep an eye on this weekend here in Cleveland, which megastar will be all the talk when the weekend is over? NBA Today, back in 60 seconds. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Jefferson blocked it. Kid with a touch pass. All alone. And the windmill by Jefferson. Has being in the slam dunk contest always been a dream of yours? Well, yeah. You know, I think getting to the NBA was probably my first dream. You know, if you can get there, you know, and get that level of respect as, you know, a pretty good dunker, an exciting player to watch, you know, and have the opportunity to participate in it, you know, was something that, you know, I was really looking forward to. All right, Richard, that was you getting ready for the 2003 dunk contest, and this is you mm. in the dunk contest. What do you remember about that weekend? Atlanta got the best of me. <laughs> <laughs> Atlanta won, Richard zero. Yeah, Atlanta definitely got the best of me. Listen, kids, enjoy All-Star Weekend. I did. I hope everyone has a great time this weekend. <laughs> well, but, yeah, like 112, that definitely got the best of me. NBA <laughs> All-Star Weekend begins yeah. tonight so in good. Cleveland with the celebrity game on ESPN and the ESPN app again this year at 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific. Hall of Famers Bill Walton and Dominique Wilkins are the head coaches. Team Walton is led by Cleveland native Machine Gun Kelly and Quavo, who's playing in his fifth celebrity game. And then Team ne- Team Neek stars Miles Garrett, Jack Harlow, and Tiffany Haddish. So, in addition to the celebrity game, we have the Rising Stars Challenge tonight, and then tomorrow, All-Star Saturday night at 8 Eastern, and then wrapping it all up on Sunday with the All-Star game that's also at 8 o'clock Eastern. But we had Fred Van Vliet on the show earlier, and he's playing the game itself. He's participating in the three-point contest, but he's just one of several candidates that could be the answer to this question. I'm going to start with you, Perk. Who's going to be the name coming out of this weekend that everybody's talking about? You have to ask me that. You know the answer. <laughs> Job Moran. Uh, yes. Yes. Better. All-star MVP. You could book it. All right, Richard. Oh, I'm going to say one of the OGs are going to try and win the first Kobe Bryant award. I think it's going to be either Braun or Giannis or Embiid. I think it's going to be one of those three because, it, look, Kobe Bryant and the intensity that he brought, it's going to be one of those OGs that tries to bring that intensity to try and get the award. Okay, yeah, I, thought, I thought it said Darius Garland on, on that. Yeah, that's, no. I don't care what they put up there. Okay. I just, what about I what I said? I'm, I don't just, care. I'm just here being accountability measures. <laughs> for who? I think uh, LaMelo Ball will be really interesting because he is actually the fourth youngest all-star uh, since I believe it was Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, and Magic Johnson. Woo. And this guy you know, plays all-star games in the regular season based on his skill set, his passing, his score. I mean, look at these. This is stuff that normally people just bust out for the All-Star game, but instead he's doing this in regular season games. So I think people will be talking about his highlights because he's just built.
built for it. I, it's hard to think that people are not going to be coming out of this weekend talking about Darius Garland, talking about Jared Allen, and talking about LeBron mm-hmm. James, yep. those who were repping the Cleveland Cavaliers, current and former. But the great thing about All-Star Weekend is it's a time that we can all get together. Our families can be here in the case of Mr. Kendrick Perkins, who has what two of his sons yeah, what are here come on, on come, set come, today. Come on, come on coming up to join us. And give them a hug. And come I know come that folks are very What's up, my guys? Look how his face just turned entirely when these guys come up. Shout out to our entire crew for making these roadshows in Cleveland so fun and memorable. We really appreciate you watching. For our entire squad, I'm Malika Andrews saying thank you and make sure to enjoy All-Star 2022 from Cleveland. Hey, we, me and Perk don't like each other. I don't understand what's the point. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 